Hey guys, and welcome into my little happy place uh, where I'm excited to invite you for lunch with Lindsay today. So this episode, I get to do it with one of my really good friends and I've been excited to have her come over and have some lunch and talk to me for a while because I asked her to bring her daughter. So my friend Caroline has a daughter named Madeline who is about to be a freshman in college at American University. and. As you guys probably know, because I've said this before, I don't do well with goodbyes. And I, um, you know, oftentimes there are tears involved. And so I have been vicariously living through Caroline as she has like kept me in touch on how her summer's been getting ready to take her daughter to drop her off at school. But I think there's so much that is interesting and, you know, eye-opening to learn from a conversation and a connection between a mother and a daughter. And I certainly remember what that was like getting ready to go to college. So I asked them to come over here and have this talk. We're gonna do it over food from one of our favorite places, Gigi and Joe's. It's where all the younger kids go because they love the acai bowls and avocado toast. And now the problem is um, theirs are gluten-free and I've mixed them up because mine's not. So they're gonna have to figure out which one is gluten-free, but I hope you sit back, um, enjoy this conversation, and I hope you learn something from it too. Mm. Here they are. Hello, Hello. how are you? Good you look you. so pretty and flowy. Thank I love you. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm good, how So are good. You? Great, great. Okay, come on in, step on in my office, let's go. I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you. I messed up because I wasn't sure which one is gluten-free now when I pulled them out. Okay. So you'll well, know. Here's how you know gluten-free versus And the ice not. is melted, sorry. <laughs> you, okay. The one that looks the best is not oh, serious? Is gluten. Okay. And the other flat okay. things, yep. that's ours. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah, so if you want some of this acai bowl, help yourself. Mm. Um, is that chocolate? No. Oh, well then, you're not living it's if got, you don't chocolate this is, in your right. I'm just saying. Honey, honey yeah. drizzle. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm just grateful that you guys are here while we open these because yeah. I, think, I think digging in and just talking about what mm. the whole process is like, both getting ready to do you know, college for the first time, but also going through the process of like that transition mm. is really interesting and informative, mm. so. Okay. Yeah. So interesting, informative, and life-changing. <laughs> Is that how you feel? Rip your heart out. Put your heart back in. It's all the things. And what adjectives would you use to describe it mm, so far? Stressful, exciting, and weird. Oh, she actually used three adjectives. I did. That's, wait, three. so stressful. So why stressful? Which well, part of stressful? It's stressful because I'm I'm going to college for the first time. I've never lived away from home. I didn't do sleepaway camp or stuff like that. So I've always been around my parents. Okay. And now I'm jumping into this like new experience where I know a few people, but I'm leaving all my friends from home and everything that was mm -hmm. comfortable. And I'm doing something new, so that's definitely why it's stressful. But I'm so ready to meet new people and make new experiences and all that, that overall I'm just really excited. And you're going to the best city in the world, which is Washington, D.C., so. which yes. is where we moved here from, yeah. which is really great. Yeah. Yeah. But I get that. And you said, what were yours? You said life-changing, because it is a transition. Yeah. So someone said to me this week, they were like, this is such a time of like, you know, any transition's hard, but um, in disclosure, which this is hard to open, and it's it making hard for the hands. Thank you, yeah. Yeah, you, you um, use the nails, too. Yeah. So, Full disclosure is that Caroline and I, we've been great friends now for like, what, five years? Maybe yeah, longer. yeah. And I think we're both the same type of um, emotional empath type, right? Yes. Like yeah. we, I've said goodbyes are not my favorite thing. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and like, 
sad movies or not, yeah. additionally songs, right? But like you're very much, I think, sort yeah. of like that too, yeah. right? Yeah. So we feel big. Yeah. And we feel all right. the things everyone else is, at least when we talk about it, you feel what I'm feeling, I feel what you're feeling, we feel what everyone else is feeling, and we feel yes. big. Yes. And so when you go into this type of a transition time, you're like, I feel so happy and so sad all at once, you know? And that's a weird thing yeah. too, right? It is The happy, sad, I know. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with, um, tell me about the dynamic between the two of you since you were a kid. <laughs> so let's start with you. Madeline, oh, I know. How would you fun. describe how would you describe your mom and your relationship with your mom? Oh well, wow, this is like therapy. <laughs> and I don't even charge. I love it. I love it. So I am her first and oldest daughter and kid. Mm -hmm. So I think we definitely have a unique bond. Sometimes we joke that we're kind of like the Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah, so okay. for those of you who know what the Gilmore Girls are, that's kind of how our relationship is. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I just feel very close to her. I like jokey, but like best friendy. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now she's gonna go away. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and, okay, so how, and what about you? What's your take? I. I'm misting, I'm not crying. You're just missing. It's <laughs> you, it's not me. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what we need. We feel big. I, um, our relationship, we just, I feel very grateful as a family. The four of us are tight. We have a great time together. Madeline has a little sister named Lucy. And the four of us have always done so much together. Madeline and I have been sidekicks for forever. When you're, when you're with your firstborn, mm -hmm. They're the ones you learn everything on, you know? Yeah. They're the ones yeah. you learn how to get the bucket seat in the thing and why doesn't it clip and, you know, and they're the ones you learn how to, like, navigate the world yeah. with a little human and all the rest of it. So the college process was funny with Madeline because she literally came to us years ago and was like, I don't want you to learn on me. And we were like, what do you mean? She's like, I want you to get a college counselor of any sort just so you know something and don't learn this process on me. So she didn't, she oh, didn't really to get it wrong. Yeah. Like how yeah. old were you? you I was that? probably my freshman year, I'd probably. say. I was very, because all my friends have older siblings, so they kind of knew what was happening. But if I talked about oh. college to one of them, they, they're like, oh, we'll figure it out later. But I was hearing from my friends, like, you need to get started now. Like, there's certain things you need to do. So I'm a slightly anxious person. So for me, I was like, this needs to happen now. Like, there's no way they're going to learn on me and get it right on my sister. Like, I'm <laughs> going to get it right. I'm going to go to the school I want because I'm going to be doing the right things. And, and it worked out for me. That's first really born. incredible. Yeah, yeah that's I like know. such mature yeah. thinking. And I would say the thing about our relationship is... Um, what we've been working on the last six months sort of by ourselves and with each other is how do you sort of ungroup that dependency that happens between a mother and a daughter, you know? So yeah. it's this weird like, okay, off you go, you don't need me. Do you need me? Do you want me? You totally need me still, right? And then, no, don't need me. Off you go, do your thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's this balancing act of letting go yes. and creating independence while also wanting to be as close as you can be. I dropped my son off at a, um, a ninja camp. And <laughs> we saw that. Yeah, it's really cool. But you have like a wall. You oh, they on? climb, they run, they jump. Oh, and he, great. he's nine. Mm. And we got him signed in. He was all straight, and he walked to the back. And I felt compelled to sit in that room in the front. And I'm like, I'm the only parent here. I need to go. But yeah. I like needed the hey, are you good? Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, mom, I'm 
I'm good. I was yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah. I get it. It's yeah. like, you're like, go, let me do yeah. it. Yeah. That's, wow. That's and as moms, you think if you stay, you can control their experience, right? Like, if I'm in this room, he's going to have a great time out there. Right. He's protected. Everyone's good. Yeah. So it's that same feeling, but on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. She's going to college, and I'm like, want me to stay next door just in case? Did you want that? Uh, no, we actually came up with rules. Yeah, we do have rules. Oh, really? Yeah. We have a set of rules. We do. Um, like, I personally was never a big sleepover person. <laughs> like her when she was I wasn't. Younger. I used to have to get picked up at every sleepover I went to. So, so seriously? Mm -hmm. yeah. Mommy, come get me. Really? Kind of passed down to me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so. What was it? You just don't enjoy the sleeping in a, in a bag or on someone's floor or. Just the... not away from home, I guess, when I was little. Wow. It was just not Aww. my thing. So. I think, yeah. <laughs> you see? Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. yeah. This so has a different dynamic. Our rules for when we get down there is we move in. We get up there one day. We move in the day after that, and mm -hmm. then as soon as I moved in and I'm set, they're training right back down. Or driving. Or driving, driving home. Driving We're not going to stay an extra night and then come home the next because day. Having them there could be, them there could be like, can you actually come back? Can you pick me up? I don't want to go to college. No anymore. training wheels. Okay, you know? so you're getting set up in the dorm, mm -hmm. and then that day, you're out. Yes, done. And We're not going to lurk around, have lunch in case she needs us, or spend an extra night in case she needs us, so that we she's really going to hit the ground running Yeah. Mm -hmm. with confidence that she can do it. Yep. I love that. Yeah. Who came up with those rules? One of you. Yeah. But it was kind <laughs> of me, because I am the mom, but also together. It's also rules for myself, right? Right. It's like I said, it's, a it's double. like you with the ninja, right? Right. I would be happy to just sit outside the dorm and wait until someone needs me. That's not good. Yeah. Well, what are you? So, what are you most excited about once you get down there and you start this experience? I'm really excited to just meet all the new people that are there, like walking into the dorm and seeing who's in the room next to me or who's across or who's like the room directly below me. That if I'm like jumping on the floor, they're gonna be like, "Oh my God, you shut up!" Like. I'm excited to meet new friends and that whole type of thing. Completely different type of people that are in Westport, I think. So yeah, that's what I'm most looking forward to right now. How about you? What are you most excited about for Madeline? She's ready, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Like the, the change that comes with your firstborn leaving and probably your, everyone, I'm sure, yeah. is a different type of transition and change. But um, this was what I was working for. You know, this was mm -hmm. the job I've been trying to do was raise a human who was ready to go out into the world and live her best life and make her impact. And so I can't wait to watch that happen on my mm -hmm. good days. On my harder days, I just want to get into bed and be like, why are you not four still? You know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But she's ready and it's going to be awesome. So, okay, I need to tell you what I've been doing now. Okay. Okay, please. Okay. <laughs> So I know you're not supposed to do this, but I did it anyway, and that is I went down a rabbit hole. And you know this because you go down rabbit holes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I decided that I needed to go online and start reading advice from other moms. Okay. okay. Just so I know what to expect. Because at what point did you start feeling anxiety about this, what's happening this week? Oh. Like how long ago? Yeah, that is it like, probably a year? like two weeks ago. All of a sudden, I, like it's been coming. I know it's been coming. Because I, is it? Hold on. Is this like kindergarten where, um, where it's like before? So the end of pre-K for me was like three months of yes. Make it stop. I can't handle yes. one last yeah. concert. And yes. then the whole kindergarten beginning is like yeah. So it's kind of the year before. Everything's a last. Everything's a yes. Like that whole May June time is like it's the last 
this since the last time, and it's like this, like that. Here's yeah. what I was thinking about this, because you were a disaster mm -hmm. for preschool and kindergarten. I was That's a disaster. I was like a, I, like they saw me at the bus stop for the first day of kindergarten, and yeah. I, one person said, how are you? And I said, <laughs> I mean, and I just, was, I snotted in someone's face, yeah, and I was, was like, I'm, I was hysterical. <laughs> We knew it and was my and it was. And Madeline, I did it right in front of my, like the one thing you're not supposed to do, right in front of my, like, I'm so sorry, I'm so happy for you. And he's like, mom, like, yeah. like literally trying to walk on yeah. the bus. Like I, I needed, to, I, someone should have taken a hammer and just been like, put me out of yeah, my misery. Yeah, it's true. Anyway. Well, that, and it was like a half day. So he literally was back in like an hour. Right. But I will tell you, when she went to kindergarten, I didn't lose it at the bus stop, but I did follow the bus. I love it. And did I tell you this? You knew this. I followed the bus and then I like pulled into the parking lot and like watched her get off the bus because it was weird. They gave you like these sticky labels with her name on it. Mm. And mm. I was like, you just want me to label my kid and send her? Like to me, that was like bizarre. Like his number four arrived. <laughs> this is what I mean. Like you don't even know my kid. I do not know her. So yeah, so that was kindergarten. But anyway. Okay, sorry, so back to what you were was, saying. So what you're saying is right. Yes, there's all these lasts. The and by the way, this is, is why your mom's so good, because no matter what, she never forgets what the point was. So it's, she, all, like, true. this is why you're well, so good Well, this one will at... go in a lot of directions. <laughs> right. This in a true. wonderful kind of way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, Thank you. The end of high school wasn't as bad as the end of preschool for me personally, because we were at the graduation, and the week before I felt very weepy, but we got to that graduation, and the, her face, and the face of all these kids that we've watched mm. grow up was like joy, like right? You were having the best time. Yeah, it was great. I mean, I had all my friends. We, you get to pick for Staples. We get to pick where we sat at graduation. So I was lined up. Oh all my, wow! My girl, my guy friends were all just in a big line. So when we stood up to the cast, you look on your left, on your left, and on your right, and you just see everyone, and it's like, oh my god, we did it! Like I've been in school with these people. I've been best friends with them for so many years, and yeah. it's just like you're done. Like you made it. Yeah. And it was, I thought it was going to be sad, but everyone around me was just so happy. And yeah. I was just so truly happy just to be surrounded by these people who I love. And yeah. like, I feel like I did high school so well that it was just no moments of sadness in that moment. Oh, that's so good. It was good. really joyful. Mm -hmm. yeah. And to sit in this, it, it's outside. So you're sitting in the bleachers with all these parents that you've been in this, the village, yep. for so long together. And then you watch your kids walk across this stage and they've done this thing it just was it was really joyful different than preschool when you're sort of saying goodbye to the squishy baby it's yeah. a different dynamic i think at least it was for me but it yeah. was a really it was very special are there things um like what don't people tell you about what happens then after the graduation getting to this point like what's that like it's weird because you're not at school every day you're not seeing the same people so everyone's like after graduation, whoever you don't want to see, you don't have to see, which I actually found to be very true. Like, you always see them, like, out, like, with groups of friends, or you'd see them, like, walking around town, but if I didn't want to see, like, some person, like, I didn't have to, which is <laughs> good and bad all in one. It was, like, the weirdest feeling where, like... Like, I can control this. Yeah. yeah. And it was, I don't know, it was just a completely different feeling in general. Mm -hmm. I liked it, though, personally. It yeah. was... It feels more free. Do you remember that, leaving high school and getting to college and being like, wait, I don't have to go to a place and stay there for eight hours? Yeah. I come and go and I, ha I can nap in the middle of the day? I remember it, it, the whole drop-off thing because I've said that we're not good at goodbyes and it's in the genes in my family. It's passed down from my mother. It is. And we, so I knew 
part of like the problem that I have with this is it can consume an entire day. It can consume an entire week. It's just the moment. Once you're yeah. past the moment, yeah. it's so good. So I remember saying goodbye to them in the dorms and I was like, yeah, we all got sad. And then the second they were gone, it was like, this is awesome. Let's go. And yeah. we just like literally, me and my sweet mates went and walked around campus and it was like the best, most exciting feeling ever. And yeah. that's so cool because you already know your roommate and really mm -hmm. like her. I remember just that feeling. And the other thing I remember is my mom always growing up talked about how college will be the best years of your life. Mm -hmm. And I was always like, really? And then literally I was like, this is the feeling she talked about. This so is why. This is so interesting because in my rabbit hole yeah. of like reading what other moms are saying, all the rest of it. And also I have all these friends like texting me memes and like advice nonstop. Some of which is like bananas and others really helpful. Yeah. There's this one psychiatrist that wrote something on Instagram that said, don't tell your kids it's going to be the best four years of their oh. life because there's lots of times in college that is not the best time when you're going to be okay. lonely or sad or homesick. Yep. Which was fascinating because like your mom and like you're yep. saying, your instinct is to say, you have no idea how great this is. Right. But to remember, right? Like we talked about this, there are going to be days when you're going to miss home or someone's going to be really annoying or you just want your home food or whatever it is that mm -hmm. there is a balance to that, you mm -hmm. know? But this was on my rabbit hole of information. So what was okay. the advice to get to the other side of that or to take away from that? Do you know? I know. Like, I just heard what not to do on that. <laughs> <laughs> I did get a lot of like what to do, some of which I thought were kind of weird and others were good. Okay. But, yeah. But anyway, my point is we're not supposed to say that according to this person. Yes. So I it will be I'm whatever sure you make it. <laughs> did I say it? Yeah. It's going to be all the things. It's like life, right? Yeah. Like, you know. So what have you learned about yourself like through the process of all of it from the, the search um, to the application process mm. to, because another thing is I love talking about this in sports or whatever industry it is that I'm talking to people from, there, there social media changes everything too, yeah. a little bit, yeah. right? Like, and um, this is a very long segue by me, but like the, you're seeing where everyone else is going yeah. instantly yeah. then too. Like, yeah. and I wonder how that factors in, mm -hmm. right? So it's definitely difficult. Like on, you see on social media, you'll see like videos of like, right now it's like a big rush time. So like Alabama, Ole Miss. Oh, already. At Ole Miss right oh, now. Yeah. So you see the videos and stuff like that. And like part of me was like, oh my gosh, like did I make the wrong decision? Like it looks like they're having so much fun at these giant schools. But I had to just remember when I was applying and when I was looking for what was best for me. I'm not a person who thrives well in like giant rah-rah environments. I'm a person who likes smaller class sizes, like actual, and I'm going in as a political science major. So being in DC, so surrounded by like, it's the capital of our country. Like mm -hmm. that's the best place to be for me. And things that light you up. Mm -hmm. You're like, exactly. right? Yeah, so I had to make sure that I wasn't focused on what other people's college experiences looked like on social media because it's always so like glowed up or like mm -hmm. you see like a football game at Michigan, which is amazing, but my school doesn't have football. So like, oh my gosh, am I missing that? I just always had to come back and remember like, I picked this place for a reason. Like everything about it I love and I'm excited to go to and I'm excited for. So I just have to make sure that I wasn't focusing on other people's shiny college experiences and then pick the college that was going to be truly the best place for me. And as of right now, that's where I feel I'm that's going into. That's really interesting though. Mm -hmm. That's, I hadn't thought about that piece of it. You know, 
what's interesting through the whole process, the admissions process, which we could do like 500 episodes on that mm -hmm. and how to survive that as a parent and as a kid in the current social media environment. Mm -hmm. But here's what I will say is because of social media, everything looks so shiny out there. I think that it's important as a family to make decisions based on what's the right fit, not what's the right brand name for you and yeah. what's, the, what's the shiniest place for you. Because this is a stepping stone to the life that you're building. And what happens is everything looks so mag magnificent, these big schools, and it's like, who wouldn't want to go to a Michigan football yeah. game, right? Yeah. And that's wonderful for a kid that that's a great environment for, but is that an environment for you? And so I feel like the best advice I could give for anyone about to enter into this admissions debacle that we all have to work through, which frankly needs to be fixed, uh -huh. a mess, yeah. is figure out what's right for your kid and follow that. Don't follow the rankings, don't follow the names, don't follow what's the shiniest thing, follow your kid. Okay, so how do you do that? Because what's interesting is mm -hmm. there's a woman who's um, a consultant for that, who works in Connecticut and was saying an important conversation to have is how tough it is to do exactly what you just said, yeah. to, have, to help your child find the fit versus the flash. Yes. So how do you do it and do it successfully? Because hmm. it seems like you nailed it. Like what's the behind the scenes of that process? Honestly, for me, it was very odd because I had never heard, I'm going to American University, I had never heard of it before. It's not like a huge name brand school, but my college counselor that I begged my parents for was like, okay. she's like, okay, I made a list because I told her like the size I want, the like type of environment, like what major I think I want to go in for, mm -hmm. like location, all that type of thing. And she came back. And then, which part of the country I want to stay in. So I'm like, I'm not going to go to the West Coast. I want to stay close, but not too close. So she came back with a list of schools for me. And American University was the one at the top. And it like hit almost every single one of my boxes. And that's just kind of how I realized that it was perfect. Like, part of me was like, oh my goodness, should I like apply to Georgetown? Like, mm -hmm. name brand school. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it's like practically an Ivy League. Like, yeah. it's in D.C. too. But that's not where I would have ended up being as happy, I feel like. So I had to kind of push that aside and see what was gonna end up being the best for me and in the end it ended up being American. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of layers to that too because you can take that same advice, but like some people don't have means to send kids out exactly, of school, right? right? Like yeah. out of um, state. And I am thinking about that. It's like, so then you've got to look at it through the lens of, okay, yes. you're operating with one location. What's the right place? And the, the options, not as vast. That's really, yeah. that's interesting. I and, think about that. And to your point, Lindsay, like we are speaking from a place of privilege, like lucky us that she yeah. had options. But, know? and I'm not saying it for that reason, because I think yeah. that's, it's, it's amazing. That's, yeah. that's the goal you want to, but I just think it's, like it's definitely worth noting that it's, yeah. you, your eyes are open to how it is different for different families, but what you're saying is the same type of thing that you can apply in all those scenarios too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like figuring out, my, I went to James Madison University, and for me, my decision point was between there and Syracuse, and it came down to, okay, well, this is an in-state school, and it has what mm -hmm. I really want. It checked my boxes. But I also felt like I was six hours away, and I was only an hour and a half. Isn't that funny? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. like, so random. Yeah. But I think you if you're back. invested in where you are, it feels that way, right? Yeah. So my college experience was, yeah. so I was the first person in my family to go to college. We came from England, and neither of my parents went to college. Oh, so my, I didn't talk know about, that. yeah. 
So, oh my my, so it's college time and I'm like, okay, here right. we go. Nobody told me anything. I showed up for the SAT with a pencil. I don't know. And I'm awful at standardized tests. I, I think I got halfway through and then was like, they were like five more minutes and I just filled in bubbles, you know. Did, it was just a different time. I applied, I started getting into places, and my mom sits me down and says, this is great, we're really proud of you for getting into places. I'm like, thank you. She's like, we can't afford to send you to anywhere, <laughs> any of these places. And I was like, what do, you, what do you mean? And so then it became the race of, who's gonna give you scholarship? Is there gonna be money? And the school I ended up going to, which is Dickinson College, they gave me a scholarship that enabled me to go. I'd never even set foot on campus when I said yes. Seriously. And I tell that story because the truth is, if you are true to who you are when you get to a place, for the most part, you can make the most of anything. And it ended up being a wonderful experience. I met amazing people, did awesome things, learned a ton, traveled to Africa. It was incredible. But that wasn't wow. what I had my eyes on. And so I think her story is great because it shows you how you can sort of manage that process. But just to acknowledge that I think sometimes you just wind up at a place and it happened to a lot of kids this year. Mm-hmm. And you will make the most of it, and you will be happy there if you choose wow. to pick that. Right, and you really know? speak to what. Right, right. Speak to what is true to yourself, which is a real. That's a hard thing because you're not that. You're yeah. so young, right? I yeah. mean, geez, yeah. I still struggle with that, right? Yeah. Like there are things that you're like, but this feels right. Yeah. But that. So what's your? What are your biggest question marks heading into your new adventure? Hmm. Hmm. I feel like it's a new city. It's big. I've grown up in a small town my whole entire life. I'm gonna have to figure out how to na- navigate that properly. And then also something that everyone always talks about is you're supposed to get to know your professors and everyone around you, you should like get to know them because you never know what's gonna turn into a job opportunity. So for me, going into oh my college, God. I feel like it's <laughs> you're no, my sending me down like a rabbit hole a little bit. Mm. So Oh my God, you just are, show up for those 101s yeah. and sit in that yep. auditorium mm-hmm. and enjoy. Don't think about that yet, right? But that's great. That's No, I just yeah. love the way that your mind works. Right. Except at the same time, and I never thought I'd be a mom that says this, like, go party, right? Mm-hmm. Like, go and have that fun. Like, I don't want to say it's going to be the best four years because we're not supposed to apparently now, but, like, mm-hmm. that's what I hope for her. Yeah. You know, I hope that she, like, forgets to text me, even though I don't really hope that, but I kind of hope that. I hope that that's how much fun it is. I'm just gonna come live with you and cry. <laughs> I'm gonna climb into bed between you guys and like, help me. <laughs> Wait. Just, so, is there anything that's um, so that's stressing you out a little bit? It's just navigating that. And is there anything that you're most um, nervous about at this point? I just think like it's like an unknown thing. There's not like a specific thing I can like pinpoint right now because I don't know exactly what's gonna happen when I get down there. So I think just like. It being completely different from what I'm used to right now is yep. what's definitely stressing me out the most because it's not going to be anything like living at home. Like I'm not going to my bathroom's not going to be two feet, and I only share my sister. It's going to be like a floor full of random girls who I like have to use the same sink as, and that's going to be getting. I have to get used to that, and I have my own bedroom at home, but I have to share it with my roommate who I love but did just meet a few months ago. So it's just like all of that kind of adds into one. So. All the things, oh, <laughs> like the uncertainty. She's gonna cry again. No, I just I'm taking it in. I think this lot. is so interesting to me because also when when Madeline talks, it's isn't it like a photograph of you for you yeah. of your college experience? And yeah. So every oh, single yeah, thing yeah. you're saying, I'm envisioning yeah. what that moment was like for me. Right, and it's like I'm. And what I would tell you is, just, it was really awesome, right? Yeah. Being yeah. in those environments and being uncertain, but still having you know 
at the at any time you need it, just to pick up the phone and call your mom too. So, except for when we went to college, I mean, this is going to make us sound ancient, but anyway, I'll do it. Anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. There yeah. was like one phone in the room, yeah. and it was a million dollars to talk to anybody. So you didn't talk to any of your friends, right? That's true. And you had to like then get a bill and then itemize who would talk to who. Remember? And so I had blinked that out. Yeah. Right? And yeah. then someone would call you, be like, "Hello," and then you'd like leave a message on the like a dry erase board like hey Tiff your mom called right yes so it's different now because she could text or call anyone at any time so she gets to remain super connected to all her high school friends yeah. we had to wait till we got home or write letters that's true or send it's like the dark like, ages email came of age when I was at the end yes. of my call right yes. so you're waiting in line mm -hmm. to get into the computer lab to like have that access yeah. remember, I remember we had four computers that had email on it that's and you would just so sit there and wait you'd go to the cafe and then yeah. you'd go and you'd sit and wait. Yeah. With frozen yogurt. Always with frozen yogurt. So what do you feel like, do you feel like your generation or your class has like a responsibility? Where is your mindset with what you mm. want to do and achieve? And how do you view the beginning of this experience? It's a big question. It's really big. But I just said, but you're so well-spoken. I'm like, you could, I would like to hear your thoughts on that because it's, True, like you're such a thinker and a planner. Mm -hmm. Are you like? I think for us, a big thing is gonna have to be separating our lives from social media and not letting like that impact us. Like you hear a lot of people being like, oh, social media is impacting like Gen Z's lives and stuff like that. And like, yes, there's probably a bunch of negative impacts, but also at the same time, it's connecting me to my friend who just moved into Elon and my mm -hmm. other friend who's at UVA and, my, and someone else is going to St. Louis. Like I think using it positively and as, and as a way to like connect multiple people in different places to help like this person's friend like somewhere else I think it's going to be a huge way that we work together to kind of create mm -hmm. like a healthier happier environment for everyone and can I just say this yeah. like I know there's so much discourse out there about how we're, the world's going to an end it's you know mm -hmm. everything's a mess all you have to do is hang out with a bunch of young humans and you'll see that the future is not as dire as everyone feels the kids, like, these kids roll into our house and they sit at the kitchen counter and they're full of life and they're smart and they want to make a difference in the world and they are knowledgeable in ways that we weren't when we were their age. And so yes. it's exciting to see them go out there with, armed with, like, real information. Like, they understand that you, all news is not created the same. They understand that you, you can look at things through different lenses and there's different perspectives. Mm -hmm. It's really exciting to see them do what they do, you know? Because they're doers, right? Yeah. You guys like execute. Mm -hmm. And it's just the the future with these young humans, these young humans. Now I sound like I'm like 700. <laughs> and really, I just want to go to college again. Lizzie, can we go to college again? But it's going to be great. They're going to do a great job. They're going to lead us into cool things. I don't know what it is, but I just believe in them. That is the goal, yeah. Right? Probably. That is the goal. What? So what don't people tell you about what it's like to be in your shoes with this whole experience? I think what's surprising to me at the moment is I, I'm, you have to really focus on what story it is you're telling to yourself. You know, my whole thing is stories, right? Yep. It's very easy to tell yourself a story that you're old, um, you're, oh, it's all done now, you're in this new phase, who are you gonna be, what are you gonna do, blah, blah, blah. It, that story, it can take over your brain really quickly. Why, because people are talking about how it's a different because everything changes? Is that what? Yeah, everything like, changes. And so if your identity has been mom for many, many years, got it. all yep. of a sudden, who are you, you know? And so what I've been thinking a lot to myself is, it really is about the story you tell yourself in your, in your own mind 
-hmm. That's how this next part's gonna go. And that has surprised me how powerful that is. So if I'm telling myself, I'm a mom with nothing to do now and what's my thing and how am I gonna do this? I'm gonna put all my attention on Lucy, right? Which would be a disaster. Mm -hmm. She does not want that. (sighs) Or the story I can tell myself is, I'm gonna have some more time now and I get to dig into those projects I've wanted to dig into and I get to spend more time with other people. So I am young enough to do something new and interesting and really dive in. So I feel like the, the, it's been surprising to me how obvious it is that you have to tell yourself a story that's a story that's a good one rather than letting yourself tell yourself the story that's all about loss. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And you guys, you have been through it a bit, Madeline, with your health scare that you had. So I did for context, if you guys could just fill in the gap there, because you were saying that that also was part of what helped you shape and frame where you decided mm-hmm. to go to school, but probably also like your connection and how all this feels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong? Uh, yeah, so when I was in, I'd say eighth grade, so it was four, four or five years ago, mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden my whole, all of my joints swelled up. I couldn't get out of bed, it was like really weird. Um, we didn't know what happened. I was at my pediatrician like every single day. We had multiple doctors on my case. No one knew what was happening. So I got sent to a rheumatologist um, and there was diagnosed with SJIA, which is short for systemic juvenile idiopathic arthritis. And it's just this um, autoimmune disease where it makes all of your joints swell up. And you, you hear arthritis and think like old person, like your like fingers don't work anymore, but it's really, it's a common, it's not, my type of arthritis was not common, but JIA and JA is a more common disease okay. amongst young people. So I was put on some treatments to try to fix that, which ultimately were not working, which landed me in the hospital for a few nights, um, where we learned I developed like a slew of other things. But mm-hmm. so I was put on like high dose of steroids and like other types of medicines that names I cannot pronounce, even if I wanted some to try. Chemo and all, all right. sorts of heavy yeah. duty stuff. Heavy yeah. duty stuff. Um, and it just kind of altered my eighth grade experience because I didn't look the same because steroids make your face puff up. So I'm a person who was very like active and I run and I work out and I couldn't do that. So I, my whole like physical self changed. So that kind of like hurt my mental well-being as well. So it was really, it was a tough stage in my life. And then going into freshman year, I wanted to play soccer, but no, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to physically do that. Mm -hmm. So the battle between that and then going into track my winter season, um, trying to figure all of that out was very difficult. But part of that journey, what made me realize what I wanted to, how I wanted to go to American eventually and major in political science and help people in general was when I was in the hospital, there was like these nurses who were amazing and they were so kind to me and they were helping me and I was like okay great I'm gonna be a nurse I'm gonna be a doctor way too squeamish for that so that's just not even that's not oh, even yeah. an option that went out the window quickly yeah. she's like I could get over it but then like she's like woozing yeah like spiders and blood I'm like oh my gosh Whew. but that's where I realized that I wanted to help people so two years later I'm a junior in my contemporary world class which is a social studies class and it just focuses on like the world problems and different ways people deal with these problems and how different con- just social studies in the in like a nutshell um 
And I had this most amazing teacher who was just saying things that really resonated with me. And she'd like stay back to talk about it with me after class or stuff like that. Or me and my friend would like have very specific pinpointed questions and she'd always have an answer. Um, and that's where I realized like, I really love this. Like, this is interesting. Like I wanna, this is what I wanna do with my life. Like work on these like world problems or like find ways to help people in like a big way. So that was a long story, but I think my experience being sick in eighth grade um, led me to where I am now, and it allowed me to pick American for the reason. Say something. Why am I sad? I know. I know. This is so empowering. I know. But it was a sad journey. I know. And you were there with me in the journey, and so (laughs) we knew this would happen. I know. I told you she's a crier, like me. I'm really holding myself the together. Way you though. describe that is just so powerful and really like commendable, and you're so confident in it. Mm, so, and I think you. that, and I think that is what it subconsciously is like understanding what that was really like for you guys is like mm-hmm. heavy. I'm a big fan. We're a big fan in our family of of finding the good and even the worst. And that was a terrible time. It was scary. We didn't know what the outcome would be for her. Um, it's a chronic thing, so we're constantly watching for it and aware mm-hmm. of it. And I think the fact that we were able to do advocacy work for the Connecticut Children's Hospital, she's been able to speak to wow, our yeah. government officials about systemic change in the state of Connecticut and in the United States. What it means to have pediatric specialists on call, because she had to see every single specialist in that hospital because the rare form she has of arthritis impacts all her systems. And so she'd see the cardiologist and the pulmonologist and that matters. We're lucky we had access to it. And so she saw how important that was and wants to make sure that other people, whether it's this is an issue or something else, has the resources that they need. Aside from that though, emotionally, um, it made us even more close in that um, She's, she's very in tune with what's happening with her body. I'm very in tune with what's happening with her body. We're constantly mm-hmm. watching, like, is something coming? Is it gonna happen? Are we gonna be there again, right? Yeah. Honestly, like, this doesn't sound outrageous, but there are many days when I start the story of why she's leaving, uh, and I have to say to myself, my kid's alive. Yeah. She's healthy, and she's psyched. Like, she's no restrictions. She's on no meds right now. Like, she gets to go and live her best life. Like, what am I, what is there to be sad about? Yeah, you know, right. but separating out the dependency that was created based on keeping track of what was happening in her body is something we've had to work on. Okay. To be very aware of, you know. So to that point, to that question. So when you, you've been talking for a while about how you need to create space, this mm-hmm. comfortable space, but to help you both probably cope with not having each other around each other all the time, right? So how have you tried to do that and has it worked? What has worked and what mm-hmm. hasn't worked? Well, I mean, we'll let you know like next month. Okay. We need to do this again yes. in like a month and a we'll half, and then I'll let you know. You will. We'll have people following you. Yeah, we'll, we'll, find find, out we'll tell them where to find you. We're going to set up a camera in your dorm. But this is the thing. This is the whole like village thing. Like, I love knowing your parents are nearby. Yeah. Yeah. You so don't you even know them as these parents, of... but they're there and they will do anything for you. Like, mm-hmm. I love that stuff. The, the next couple weeks are going to be a lot, you know. So while I was on my rabbit hole, like digging into the internet's advice about m- moms leaving, it said stuff like, Oh, you'll be fine. Day 10 is the worst. Like, day 10? You, oh, no, stop. Because oh, now like, day 10, you have all these wait. weird... Oh, no. But it can't be day 10. And right. then another mom was like, whatever you do, don't cry in front of them. I'm like, how does it... 
how does everyone have such control? And then another mom sent me a text recently and was like, this is what's great. Everyone has advice and I love it, actually, because yeah. it's the kindness of community that's like, it, like speaks to me. But the, this morning's advice was, it's okay if you come home and want to sleep in her bed for the next <laughs> week. I'm like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't feel like a good Your bed's coping. much comfortable too. Yeah, I know, my bed is better. Oh. Well, I'm older, I should have a better one. Anyway. There's a lot of advice out there of coping and we're not really sure how it's gonna go. How is it different with moms and dads? Well, I don't know how it is like if I were a boy, because obviously Because you're really not? Thanks. Thanks for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Newsflash. Because we can relate to more things, like obviously. Um, but yeah. I'm also super close to my dad, so it's just a very different relationship. Like mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll tell her everything, but like in a moment of need, like he'd come and like knock someone out, I know, if I did it, so. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like, had, like not having him like be there for like actual support, like five minutes away, or like at all times, just like in my general like vicinity, I think will be really weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes me even more weepy, actually. He's such really? a good dad. <laughs> oh. <How? laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't go. Um, oh, fine. And Lucy, like you're, you know, the sibling thing. She's funny because if people love asking the younger, like the younger siblings, like, are you gonna miss her? Are you gonna miss her? And every time she's like, yep, I'm gonna miss her. You never know when she's actually telling the truth or not. Yeah. Because on a good day, she like genuinely does miss her. Like yesterday I drove us up to the Westchester Mall and like there's a three lane merge. I'm trying to get across. She's like, go left. No, go straight. Look around. Like, I'm going to murder you. Like, <laughs> tell me where to go. <laughs> bonding experience so if you asked her yesterday if she was gonna miss me she'd say yeah this morning <laughs> maybe not so much like we're not morning people so I was it's oh we are not morning she was sitting in my seat I'm like oh you're sitting in my seat it's not it's not her seat like this is what's amazing but like also truthfully sorry to interrupt but it's been all about Madeline for a long time now and Lucy's kind of like I don't I don't really buy into this all about you thing when I realized Lucy really was feeling this more than I think expressing was it was at their track banquet and this one was the captain of the track team and had to give a speech and she started giving her speech and I look over Lucy's crying the team is crying oh. everyone's crying I'm looking at the floor like don't <laughs> cry don't cry keep it together like and that was when I realized we're all feeling something. It's just popping itself up at different times. What were they, yeah. what, what made them cry? What did you well, talk about? the goal of that speech was to make people cry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I had to do two because track is two seasons, winter, outdoor. And my winter one was quick and fast. My outdoor one, I knew I was going to make some people cry. I couldn't tell you what made them cry. Like, I, the speech wasn't, like, spectacular. It was, like, from the heart. Good, it was a pretty good speech, and it was from the heart. And I turned and Lucy's crying, and then my friend Sophie's crying, and then the super sweet freshman Reese is bawling. And I'm like, I'm friends with her, obviously, but it's not like she's my sister or Sophie, who I'm super close with. And I'm like, ha I win. But, wow. Yeah. What'd you talk about? I just talked about how, like, it's been, um, it was just like a place I could go where I was always comfortable. Like, the people there were always very supportive, and it definitely grew my relationship with my sister, like, having her there, just like, we bonded over more mm. things. And just like talking about how supportive, like they were with me when I was like freshman year, I obviously wasn't where I am today. So they've seen me grow and become there. So talking about that from like the way my coaches helped me, the way like my co-captains have helped me and the just the younger people who I can see are gonna just like build up the team and like carry on or like a legacy that we've built or whatever. Wow. I think that hit a few people in the It heart. did. 
Yeah, I mean, it really was a community of people who helped you go from being a really sick kid to a kid that got to be the captain of the track team. Yeah. And, and um, to see that transition and to get to go fly now. You know, like fly, fly from the nest. <laughs> fly, fly, fly. Dude, we can break into song if you want. Do it, sing. So luckily we did not break into song. However, I'm sure there was plenty of music playing because Caroline is in the midst of actually taking Madeline right now to drop her off at college. So I cannot wait to hear how it actually went, what her thoughts were, what she really learned from that part of the experience. And also I encourage you to go to her website, which is carolinebarney.com. She shares a lot of great things and insights and also is planning to talk about this journey as well. So. I appreciate you guys listening. I know a lot of you have been in that boat, and so I hope that this was helpful, and I would love for you to interact. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please don't forget to like and subscribe, but also leave your feedback, leave a review, let me know. Maybe I can share it here in this space. And also, if you're listening anywhere you get your podcast, leave a review and um, continue to listen. Let me know what you guys want to hear, and I appreciate it. So until next time, I'm Lindsay Zarniak. Thanks so much, and I'll see you soon. Thank you.